Playing podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and today I'm joined by Marcus Hurley and Will. Okay, yeah. So uh, it's all a bit of a shambles tonight, but this is probably the last chance we're going to get to record before I go off on my holidays. Aww. And there's just a bunch of stuff that happened in the last couple of weeks that really wanted to get to before we forgot about the yeah. finer details, I suppose. So kicking off then with the uh, Xbox Developer Direct, which happened uh, on the 18th of January or something like that. Um, And yeah, they announced a bunch of games. Well, they they announced some games. They gave us some updates on games, including release dates. Um, And but most importantly, it was the big coming out party for Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. And it does look like a great circle. <laughs> the most marvellous circle of all time. Top-notch circle. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, I think we weren't cool, at all surprised Jack. that it's first person, given the that machine games yep. are involved. First um, and third in the cutscenes, isn't it? Because they... They said that they want you to be able to see that distinctive silhouette of Indy. So, whenever you do something, you do get to actually see him, like swing across or whatever. It's very similar to uh, the Wolfenstein games, where you only really, you know, you're playing in the first person. You've got the real meaty combat as a result of it, but you do see, in that particular case, uh, BJ Blazkowicz, but in this case, Indiana Jones. And the voice! Jesus Christ, the voice acting sounds like Harrison Ford to me. Uh, it's, uh, it's Troy um, Baker, I believe. Yeah, Troy, Troy good... Baker, yeah. Is it Baker or Baker? Why, why Baker, in my head is it Baker? I think. Chewbacca, Troy Baker. Yeah, could be that. Must must Don't be the connection. Um, yeah, no, he stuff. does sound really convincing, though. <laughs> He's got that voice, hasn't he? It's just yeah. it, it, it's just a kind of great leading man yeah. voice, it's, it's, isn't it's it? It's like so. the Hollywood kind of drawl, isn't it? The drawl style. like Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. It, the voice acting looks great. I'll be honest, the game... Graphically, looks perfect as an indie game. You've got like the the flight combat of the the classic World War Two era planes. You've got puzzles. You can use the whip to do all sorts of things. I have a dog trying to dig a hole in one of my chairs. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. it's got everything. Oh no, she's finally yeah. settled down. This is good. Um, but yeah. Also, they've got lots of. Uh, uh, they've already got all the swastika assets they need, don't they? From uh, Wolfenstein. <laughs> Well, that's so, it. Yeah, uh, when they, they just probably, makes sense, really, I don't wonder it? how much they've, you know, chucking some Nazi castles, chucking this. In, you know, they've they've even it's got true. a Hitler from Wolfenstein too ready to rock. Might as well use it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so and that's so that's coming out. They they it just says twenty twenty four, but I imagine it's going to be. I think it's going to be their big Christmas game. Yeah, the hol- oh, sorry holiday. My bad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Remember, you're American. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, late late this year, I think it's going to be one of the big games. And honestly, with the pedigree of machine games, and if they've been left alone to do their thing, although it does look like um, uh, Bellend, uh, who I used to, Todd Howard, is claiming oh, the yeah. victory and the glory. 
Uh, you just hate him because he hasn't made a new I, Elder game in no, ages. No, I, I dislike him because he hasn't done anything good since Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's because he can't. Yeah, he can no longer yeah. hide behind that now. And yeah. the thing that was going to replace Skyrim hasn't worked out, so he needs to kind of pick up a bit of. Um, <laughs> so he's got. Oh yeah, somehow. Indiana Jones. I invented it. <laughs> sure. sure, mate. <laughs> we all know, though, innit? it. We all know, so it's fine. Yeah, but no, yeah. Oh, that that looks brilliant. I, I there was some quite interesting. Well, it's not news; it's still rumours. Um, there is a lot of talk about some of these major um, Xbox exclusives potentially being made available on PlayStation. Now, to me, if you can get it on Game Pass, or you can pay sixty-five quid for it, um, or seventy quid on PlayStation, but you get to play it either way, and it's your choice. Then, I, I to me, it seems quite sensible in terms of the ecosystem. Um, and the ability to do it. There's no reason to keep it exclusive. If they're no longer trying to shift the hardware that is Xbox, they might as well just pursue profit. Um, it yeah, feels like a true. bit of a change of tactic there. But I've, yeah. I've certainly rumours are that Indiana Jones and also um, uh, Starfield um, oh, yeah. are potentially going to be made available on the PlayStation. I'd love to see if that's going to be true. Um, just because I think it will. It's a, it's a complete change in the console wars and and potentially Microsoft going, actually, let's just make games and let people play them or whatever they want to, that which would be, be strange, cool. wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be strange, yeah. but actually, fine. But then, <laughs> I suppose from their point of view, they kind of might be doing this because they have bought quite a lot of studios in the last few years. So if they go, well, we own the studios now, we can license them out to other consoles, their games and everything. Um yeah. Well, that's it. I don't, so I don't they, know they, how they've it They've changed their model rather than they've done the whole money bags. We'll buy everything, and people go, "Oh, they're buying it to keep." And they go, "Ah, no, we'll buy it to rent. We're going to become Microsoft Blockbuster." Oh, the, the we'll, streaming or B, platform. Or BT, yeah. BT will hire out the gaming infrastructure. I also really quite look like the look of Avowed. It does look very serious, but it also looks really cool and interesting. Um, the the premise it's kind of a post apocalyptic United States, which will be a refreshing and novel concept. Uh, but at right. least it's a refreshing and novel take on the post apocalyptic. So that was some sarcasm. I do mean about, don't I? Yeah, about it's it's it's. I'm sure that's set in post apocalyptic United States. No, no. It's living no, lives, it's set in the, the fantasy it's world. The, it, it's the um. Oh God! It's 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 the. First oh, sorry, no, I'm thinking of the PlayStation one. And I, yeah, sorry. I, I, I'm sh- jumping the gun way ahead. Sorry, Avowed mm. is the Skyrim clone. Sorry. I'm thinking yeah. of the, um, the one that we'll set, talk about, the, the PlayStation the concept. Yeah, yeah, it was in the Stella. State of Play one. My bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, yeah, Avowed. Avowed, anyway. Skyrim clone. The, 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 the Skyrim mind. clone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to think. It looks... I, I thought that the I, I, I guess it's quite nice to be able to choose what you wield in each hand, like Skyrim. Mm. I thought the um, combat didn't look that interesting. Yeah, the enemies no. didn't look at all inspired. It really. didn't feel meaty. Um, it felt more like a magic shoot 'em up rather than something with I don't know. Mm, it reminded and crunchy combat. It reminded me of that other Square Enix game that we all forgot about by the time the demo came out. Forspoken. Was it Forspoken? Nah. Or something. The one where the bracelet that wouldn't shut mm. up. Yeah, that that was false oh, yeah. Was it? Yeah, it did remind me of that a bit. I was a bit like, oh, it's another one. But we've had wielding the sword and doing magic with the hands and stuff. It it didn't feel as though it provided anything fresh. It didn't feel meaty. But no. what I will it say is okay. I do rate like Obsidian. 
And if this yeah. is so, it was Outer Worlds. Hang on, I always get mixed up because Outer Worlds and Outer Worlds came. Outer Worlds they did, which was kind of a Fallout light, or it was the closest comparison. And actually, yeah. it was quite good fun, and it was quite satisfying. And actually, if they can um, give us the fantasy version of that, that'd be that'd be pretty good. I would like to see yeah. a sense of humour, and this this strikes me because it's based on the whole pillars of Eternity Universe. There is no humour there. Um, which is probably my biggest foreboding. But if they their quirky sense of humour in the Fallout games, for example, in um, New Vegas was brilliant. But if they can keep yeah. it engaging and tell a good story, then it should be all right. Um, but at the same time, Game Pass will at least let me try it. Um, I'm not certain I'd uh, leap out to buy it full price. Yeah, it looks like they've got a nice sort of range of biomes and stuff that look like they had some snowy bits, some deserty bits, some temperate woodland bits yeah um and i love a good rpg all that but i'm just like i'm just like stuck stacked as far as that genre yeah. goes right now and i it's not really I, I just hope i've uh you know been able to spend a bit more time on borders before then maybe hopefully finish it but you're, you're essentially playing like a real life time management sim with your own life at the moment <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah <laughs> oh yeah um, what else was there then? Um, there was Ara History Untold, uh, Civilization, People from Firaxis. Yeah. Um, I'd be I'd be very interested to see if that fares any better than um, Humankind did last year. Was it Humankind? Um, I thought that was the one where, where you that was the Lemmings sim. There was another. No, that was Humanity. Oh right, you can see my computer. I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've got that. That's uh, that's currently ongoing. I did buy that actually, um, but it is a bit of a one of them. I'm just grazing on it now and then when I feel the need a bit to of play puzzleness. a weird Lemmings game. Yeah, where you play as a dog <laughs> herding people around. Um, that's the correct way yeah. around. Yeah, but the um, yeah that era history untold. Um, good luck to them. I mean, I, I, the thing I find about that genre is that it's one game. Uh, that yeah. game is Civilization, and it it's. I don't need another. Does yeah, that. when you Civ don't really need Civ, another yeah. one. Yeah, when Civ Seven comes out, I know it's a Civ game, so I'm I'm kind of fine. I get the systems, I get the concepts, and I'm quite happy with the next iteration. But then yeah. again, Firaxis could be utterly screwed after uh, Midnight Suns. Um, God knows they might get shut down by the publishers or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, that didn't really wasn't really the the hit they were aiming for with that license. And yeah, it was Although critically I, I acclaimed. Really yeah, no, I mean, yeah. critically it was really acclaimed, but it didn't sell. Um, yeah. Because people was, don't it was really a, it was like curious, strategy games, I think. Yes. It, it was it a is, curious one, that. Yeah. It is a smaller genre to be trying to push it in the bigger scale. It's I think that's trouble. Like, you pay a chunk for that yeah. license. I think, uh, like, the whole card deck building thing... Is is approaching critical mass at this point? Yeah. Fair. Like you can literally get a a, a deck builder for anything <laughs> with a slight variation in the theme. Yeah, there's one for you. But I still <laughs> I still go back and play Slay the Spire at least once twice a week on my mobile. Yeah, it's yeah. just the time killer. Yeah, that's that's probably like the. Um, it's a the masterpiece. Peak of, Peak of the mountain, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what else? There was um, there was the announcement of Visions of Mana, which is a follow up to 
many of the yeah. manas. <laughs> yeah, many of the um, manas. Um, but I thought that looked quite charming. I mean, obviously, I do have a slight interest because it's the kind of Japanese style I've been playing for. Well, was playing for years. Not so much these days. Mm. But yeah, it looks just, nice. It's one of those ones that makes me kind of wish it was on more platforms because I, I do think it would be quite nice, like to see that go to the Switch as well. And um, I think that would be quite nice because the idea of the co-op and stuff as well. If it was a co-op. Um, actually, I can't remember. I might be just be making that up about the co-op. But usually, in the past, some of these games have been co-op, like drop in, drop out. I mean, there are ways around that. Yeah, you can get certain devices that um that yeah. can sort of facilitate just, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, certain certain devices, you know, the um <laughs> cumulus cumulus water evaporation. On, on the ground made from wood. <laughs> yeah, more on that later. <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, but no, it's one of those charming titles that I think will be quite nice to play and sort of just sort of go through and all that. I just like the look of it. It looked quite fun. It looked like it'd have serious stakes and all that, but you'd feel too relatively happy doing that until you get pissed off with one particular boss and you'd park it for a bit. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, one liked- of the ones, yeah. I, I, I'll see where it goes, but um, at the moment, I'm out of Xbox and PC gaming, only because mm. I, I just don't do enough of it, and I've got an old aged Xbox One, which I don't really know what I'm doing with, and I might just offload it. Um, but you know, I mean, I did see the rumours of basically turning it into a streaming device, which you can do. Um, so essentially, it would just be like a streaming thing for playing games on their streaming service. And I've considered that, but I still haven't oh, got right, around okay. to it. So it's kind of a way of giving the older devices a bit more life. So if you're not worried about the power, you could essentially use it as a streaming um, device, and right. essentially it would it would kind of work that way. But I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But yeah, I like the look of uh, the, the combat in Visions of Mana. It's like sort of real time, isn't it? Yeah, uh, exactly. isometric. It's, it's yeah. It's like I said, Mana ones always followed the kind of Zelda style where. It was just you were there, and the, the bosses, the bars came up in the environment you were, and you kind of just fought them where they were. Um, kind of like what yeah. the new Dragon Quest is doing as well, um, a bit. Kind of like that. Cool, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, looked fun. Yeah, fi- uh, yeah and finally, um, they we got a release date for Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. That looks incredible. Graphically, it's astonishing. Mm. Um, Content-wise, I think it looks quite miserable, but... Graphically, it's astonishing. Yeah, yeah. it is set yeah, in the West during the Viking sort of era, which was known to be brutal and harsh hmm. or anything. You did the first one, didn't you, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Uh, really simple but hefty combat, um, bit of exploration, very light puzzles. Um, it was like a sort of slimmed down God of War type. Okay. Uh, God of, having just finished Ragnarok recently. Slim down feels quite good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. More on that later. Um, cool. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And then we had a state of play. Um, from so Sony. actually turned up. Yeah. yeah quite a lot of stuff, actually. It was kind of like quick fire around, wasn't it? Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Um, until it got to the Rise of the Ronin deep dive, where we actually got to see a lot more of that and it looked a lot different to how they had presented it before I thought hmm. it I really, um, yeah I, I was that's the least impressive I found like a Sony exclusive graphically 
for their for their open world ones. The graphics didn't sit nicely for me. It didn't feel no. It didn't look finished. Maybe it was just the world building. It just looked. Maybe it was a stream. I don't know. But compared to something like Ghost of Tsushima, which I would have compared it to, it just didn't look as good. I think they've done that on purpose, not to flood it as much. Kind of because a stylization. There might be then. more going on. So it's well, like a, a, a set it at a level and then populate it with more because mm. then you don't have to worry so much about asset popping if you kind of go with a slightly stylized thing that can kind of hide a little bit of that and just say, well, it's at this level. You kind of get used to it and then, okay, this is it. And then essentially the details are going to like keeping the frame rate and stuff like that and everything else and probably populating it with more items rather than things looking absolutely mutz nuts polished. Kind uh, of, yeah, I know Tsushima. To be honest, I remember from the early trailers versus when it came out. You remember the the leaves going and stuff. There was a tiny yeah, bit it was of like uh, E3 ish. Didn't quite reach that level when we played it. It was an amazing looking game, but I think uh, I remember I the initial know, blown away trailer. by it. But yeah, yeah. it's 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 not because um, Ghost of Tsushima was like really ancient times, isn't it? This is a yeah. bit more contemporary. I mean, so maybe, it's like sort maybe of the gunpowder era, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also a bit um, more um, uh, supernatural as well. I think. I I think they're going for yeah. their version of a Ghost of Tsushima um, leaping into the Assassin's Creed style um, takeover as well. Not in the, the, any kind of way, but just in so the bearing in mind combat. the next Assassin's Creed is has been yeah. confirmed now as set in yeah. Japan. <laughs> well, they've been trying to confirm that for ages. Yeah. So I think they've just gone sod it. If we sneak ours out first, if that doesn't end up being as good, then uh, we've got something that will fulfil that. It's a possibility. To some yeah, the combat looks cool. It, I mean, it doesn't look that as soulsy as I was expecting. Um, it's a bit more action, just, isn't it? I'm just wary of like any. Grim boss fights. That's really the thing that will just put you me are going to get Absolutely. the boss fight with the um, like the person you go up to them and they're going to be like, "This is my house, whatever." Because I think one or two was like, yeah, like, like jewels and that, You're like the oversized person and stuff. There was a guy with claws or something like that as well. Yeah, um, I think you're going to get that anyway. But I think that's more of an influence from things like Ninja Scroll and stuff from way back in, way back in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I had that else. on DVD actually. <laughs> one of my few. Mangas. But yeah, no, it, um, it looked fun. It looked fun. It's definitely one I want to keep an eye on. Yeah, and, it's um, definitely on my Ninja, radar. They seem to know their combat and stuff a bit. Yes, yeah, yeah they nice are to... strong. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, anything else? Um, that, well, that... there was that, that post-apocalyptic one set in post-apocalyptic USA. <laughs> I'm trying to find that. What, what Judas? was that then? No, no. Judas is the one from uh, the Bioshock guy, Ken Levine. Oh uh, yeah, that that look yeah. just totally looks like a Bioshock game, which I'm well up for. Um, so that is, yeah, that I can't remember if there was a until, date on that. But it didn't until. feel. Uh, uh, it, Stella Blade. No, yeah. Stella Blade is the lady with the really nice rear uh, that very much seemed to focus mostly on her rear, and I, I could only focus on a complete lack of any practical armor. Also, she's going to get really cold. Um, and playing on enemies she could be a robot, with just saying. millions and billions of hit points. She, she could be a robot, just saying. I don't know. That's it. Um, uh, yeah, near sort of style. I can't find that. Oh, Dragon's Dogma Two as well was. Uh, I, I love that. I, I don't want out to see any more on that because I just yeah, think I'm going to spoil it. Yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm completely with you. So much fun, like oh, there's yeah, a griffin. I'm going to jump on. It's basically like experiencing the first one, 
but just yeah. with all the stuff. I mean, they've even gone on record saying that this is all the stuff they wish they could have done in the first game, but they had all the hardware limitations. So yeah. this is almost, even though it's Dragon's Dogma 2, this is almost like what the first one should have been, which is which quite excites yeah. me for that. And there was a load of Kojima nonsense. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting, yeah. though. Each to their own. Action I've, I've, espionage. That's well, what yeah, that, that's the new Metal Gear. So, yeah, precisely yeah, that. But he's no longer with Konami, but he's making a new. But the trouble is, it, I suspect the Metal Gear Solid one involved quite a big team, and you had Kojima saying, "Let's do absolutely everything that's my idea," and it will turn out like something like Death Stranding, absolutely batshit insane. I suspect there was a team with him at Konami that went, "Okay, that's a really cool idea. We can put that one in." But but maybe not this thing. And I don't think he's got anyone anymore to say. Maybe not that. <clears throat> you say that, but I kind of feel power. as though Death Stranding satisfies his weird mental David Cage mindset itch. And oh, then yeah, it leaves so you him think free to come up that. with... Yeah, so he's got oh, his outlook for all this batshit, like, oh, I'm going to stick all these people I'm a fan of in these games. And then that frees him up to basically make the games that he... Because he loved Metal Gear Solid and stuff like that, that whole world. He loved it. But he was mm. trying to get a lot of that stuff into it in the later ones. So it could still have the whole thing about, you know, war or some, some backbone story. It was all about private corporations by the end of it, privatizing war and how it's basically all down to money and countries weren't important. It was all about companies by the end of it. Um, mm. But I kind of feel with Death Stranding becoming his my crazy nuances of being freed kind of like title he could probably just do something else and he won't give a shit about having to shoehorn so much stuff into it because he knows he's got that title or he's now been allowed to make one game with no filters and that's how he'll go on he'll go one or two possibly but I kind of feel with Sony though Sony might go could you do us a Metal Gear Solid we'll give you all the money in the world to do Death Stranded but make us a game like Metal Gear Solid so we can piss on Konami Oh, okay. We'll let you do Death Stranding if yeah. you do this nicely. Yeah. <laughs> one for them, one for me. Yeah, yeah and it. he will happily do it. It could be the terms well, of the contract. Well, Death Stranding's multi-platform as well. It's on PC. I know, um, but, but yeah, but it came out on money. PC. It's yeah, so, it's the standard it's, Sony approach, isn't it? They it's it comes Sony out money. on PC after. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that footage of Death Stranding too, as batshit as it was, <laughs> it it has retroactively made me want to play the first one. The more, same, the same. Which is which is bizarre. Yeah, it's, that's the Kojima <laughs> effect. It's insane. Yeah. You, you slap him off so much, and then once he's got you, it, it's like an insidious little mind worm. Mm. <laughs> he ain't getting yeah. me. Yeah. Just not it's interested. Not, Your resilience in, is higher, Will. No, my tolerance on, um, is lower. <laughs> yeah. It's on st- uh, Playhole, and it's also half price on Steam at the moment, which is very tempting because it's verified for the thing that I'll be talking about in a bit. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, no, I mean, there were a couple of bits on there that was quite cool. The Dragon's Dogma for me is going to be, I was really happy with that. Rise of the Rodin looked fun. I'll keep an eye on that. I'm trying to think what else was on there, really. Um, there was so much. There was the weird Castlevania one, V Rising. That was like a little isometric yeah. style thing. I'm kind of hoping that comes to other things as well. I don't know if it's PlayStation exclusive or something, or maybe just initially because it's like a little indie title sort of thing, isn't it? Um, Stunlock Studios. I'm just baffled kind of by the game I'm sure exists, and I can't see it anyway. Um, which is this post up? It was on one of the state of play or Xbox things, wasn't it? The one where you can switch between the the alive bloke and the. 
ghost woman. Oh, you're thinking of Banishers. Yes, um, where is it? Ghost of, ghost of New England. It was in one of them. It was definitely one no, of them. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think really? I just sent you a, a gameplay uh, overview video in the oh, week. Oh, around that time. Okay, that, that's what's got up. So I've confused the one. issue. You've, you've upset me. Rob Inception, the idea but into this your is, head. I don't know. I wouldn't have said post-apocalyptic. It's more like a sort of... Um, I don't know. It's like New England. Everyone's died and it's a ruined bit of the world. Whether it's post-apocalyptic yeah. or alternate and spooky, maybe. They haven't quite explained it, but... Frankly, everyone, it's all gone a bit Pete Tong. <laughs> it's, uh, it, yeah, I know. It look, it's, it's a bit gothic. I thought it looked. Um, that's, I don't know. That's how I it came. It's New e- New Eden, sixteen ninety five. Okay. I, I guess that's like. A, I think it's a fictitious hmm. kind of New England. Uh, oh, so, okay, so it's an alternative alternative past. I hadn't picked up on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, but it's a saw- bit. Yeah. So it's don't yeah, nod. It's, it's the guys it- that did Life is Strange, which and it feels weird that they've gone into this action game, but they can tell a story. Mm. I think they're um, building on what they did in the game Vampire, which I never mm. got round to. Um, okay. But you know, I'd still like the look of it. Um, I've got three don't know don't nod games on my sort of backlog list. Um, Steam list or whatever, um, wish list. That's the one. Yeah. Because um, I've I really respect them as a studio. They they they're, they're like um, they have really good ideas. They make some decent action games. Um, you know. Yeah. They're, they're creative. They, they they're kind of like your seven or eights out of ten. You know, like that. That's what they're in. That you, they're not for everyone, but they do what they do quite well. I think. Um, yeah. I've got plenty of time for anything they make. So uh, yeah, and that's out literally next week i think okay yeah next tu- next tuesday see you Ooh. next tuesday so possibly sooner by the time this is out who could say yeah <laughs> oh there um, was another game on there and it was um the really really over the top anime looking one that had the insane <laughs> animations i think it was like stupid like um zenless zone zero yeah exactly that that's what it's called i've just seen it now um i was thinking how guess. would they how could i afford how can I afford to do that? And I've realised through the studio is the studio is um was it Mi Mihoyo who basically created Genshin Impact. So that team making this game must have all the money in the world because that game <laughs> is just still going and still going and will never end. <laughs> oh, that's the weird Chinese yeah. Zelda clone thing, isn't it? No, uh, no, no, Genshin Impact was basically just like a, a massive gacha game, like oh, okay. Zelda, PSO, uh, all that right, sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's still going. It's still really popular. And they brought out, they're bringing out another one called um, Honkai Star Rail or something, which looked quite fun, some other game. But the fact that they're working on this and the animations look insane for a video game, mm. like it's so over the top. And you kind of think animations are expensive to do in a game yeah so mm. you could just see the money it, they might as well just be you know we'll, we'll buy everyone a tv so that you can watch this in 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 oled <laughs> for the trailer and then we'll just burn the tellies <laughs> you know <laughs> that's the kind of money this company has nice. and it's, it's yeah. showing so much in this it's ridiculous i mean i don't know if i'd ever play it but i just love the idea that they've gone Balls to the wall, sod it. The most over-the-top anime. Oh, I thought Guilty Gear was the most over-the-top anime thing I'd seen at the moment, but this yeah. is just going, hold my beer. <laughs> just <going. laughs> but yeah, no, it's just I just find it fun because every time we talk about the industry and something like that turns up, 
and um, you know, and you've got that and the other game as well doing weird things as well. Power Power World as well, and that's been uh, causing an upset. Pokemon it with guns. Does. It's just like uh, you look at some of the comparisons between their their pals and some of the actual sort of Pokemon things, and I may, maybe a bit of a novice to those, but um, there's con- distinct similarities. The Pokemon Company have issued a statement as well. So does it start <laughs> with now? Listen here, so. you bastards! <laughs> they, they, they've noticed it basically. It, um, yeah, but I'm anyway, yeah, no, it's just, there's a lot of stuff on here. I mean, Helldivers mm. looked quite fun for a co-op. Uh, I don't really know if it's going to be any good. I think was that the Starshipy Trooper Star one? Yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah, it looked <sighs> fun it to be top like, down. But they switched it to third yeah. person. As you say, as a yeah. co-op game, I could see where the fun yeah. would be on that. It looks like mad chaos. Yeah, it's a party game, isn't it? Like I'm just, just waiting for Borderlands in. Four when it comes <laughs> to that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Any cool. More? Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, I mean, there was some Ooh. other little bits and pieces. Uh, it was David like a, it was like a bit of an E3 though, wasn't it? Yeah. Honestly, the amount of yeah, it was information we got in a, in the space of a, a week and a half. Um, was more than we've had in a very long time. I quite like start of the year. Here's the lineup for this year. Boom, that's yeah. what we got from yeah. both. And I think Sony was responding to Microsoft, who did a lovely job of it. Frankly, um, um, the the glossy, uh, you know, video work in the developers' offices felt a bit forced, and yet it was still pretty well done. Um, I'd yeah, say, they showed I'd real say, detail. I think Sony had a good offering for like more immediate like term like yeah. earlier in the year like there's they, a lot they, more yeah they've went the palette Microsoft for the, was kind for the of year. more like this will be what you'll be playing yeah. next Christmas yeah agree sort of but, but but at least Microsoft are, look we finally got some actual big games and they're going <laughs> yeah, to happen yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely definitely so That's yeah like, no, uh, I found weird um the Silent Hill ones because they teased um, a new weird little short game called The Short Message, <laughs> mm. Double Shorts. And that was like, it was obviously a nope game for you guys because it's just freaky as hell. But yeah. it was like, it was mm. basically like they kind of looked at PT was like this little demo that was on PlayStation ages ago and took yeah. that kind of, it looks like they took that gameplay loop and made another Star One, but actually branded <laughs> it Silent Hill um, because it starts off with the eye opening and all the weird stuff going on. And it ends with the eye opening again once you've been killed or something. So it kind of looks like that kind of circle of hell repeating going through it until you solve it. But I gotta say, I was a bit disappointed with the Silent Hill 2 remake. What they showed so far, it looked more like a remaster um, yeah. than a remake. So um, it, it looked fun. But it was just like, I would have liked it if they spent a bit more time considering Konami have, have disappeared into the ether of their own arse for the better part of, what, a decade or two. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice to have come back with something that would make you, kind of like on a, on a Resident Evil remake 2, Resident Evil 2 remake level, where it's like, you know, the lighting, everything, it's just the assets are insane because they're not making a series, they've just chosen to remake this one game or re it looks like but but it looks like it's just a a slight update on the assets and things as well um is even Kojima's it, not Kojima Kojima's not uh cooperating he fucking hates Konami yeah no uh, that's absolutely fine but Silent he Hill probably wasn't hasn't a, commented his code very well, well and uh, I don't think and Silent Hill was Kojima that was the thing the Silent Silent Hill wasn't oh, was Kojima not? no he was only was. involved no he was only okay. going to be involved in what Death Stranding turned into. So the PT was basically, PT was them announcing a new project, 
working with Del Toro and Kojima to do a new Silent Hill. And then mm. it all fell apart and it never happened. Silent Hill was never Kojima. It was, um, was someone else. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, okay. Yeah. I just so, so that's why so I PT thought, was Kojima, but Silent yeah. Hill wasn't, right? So uh, the new of, Silent yeah. Hill was yeah. meant to be. Uh, yeah. I think that's where I'm getting my wires crossed. Oh, no, no. But it's, it's you'd think so because it's just weird shit. <laughs> but it's like... And he seems to be the yeah. poster child for that sort of thing. But... But yeah, no, it's. I just found it a little bit disappointing. Like, it's good to see that they've they were remaking it. But after the they did the Konami announcement before, and they had like a worth a weird version that had all flowers and stuff on there, and they announced they were going to do a remake of uh, Silent Hill Two. I expect it to look a hell of a lot better, considering it's on PS Five as well, like originally. So I don't know. It could just be really early footage, but they didn't mention anything. They didn't put any caveats like that. They just kind of showed him beating things repeatedly with a bat. <laughs> just sort of like leaving people to think, oh God, is it like, is that what they've turned the game into now? You can just beat everything with a bat and run away. So, Which, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it was, I, I, it was yeah. proper survival management, everything. Like yeah. Resident Evil was always the gun how, you know, shoot shit up. Silent Hill was, fuck, I don't have many bullets. What the fuck is that round the corner? Leg- well, this that leads me quite nicely. So, as you guys are aware, but for the purpose of the podcast, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I downloaded Resident Evil 2 because it was there on PlayStation Plus. I thought, right, I'm going to have a go. These Everyone raves about these games. It's got to be a good reason. And I downloaded it, and you go into this petrol station, and there's a couple of zombies in there, and you don't have any bullets, and you get out. And, and that was fine, and then you're kind of running away from some zombies, and you end up in this police station, and the, that was fine. And I started exploring around, and I finally picked up some bullets, and then I found a zombie, and I emptied all of my bullets into it, and it didn't die, and I got eaten. <laughs> and I just went, no, no, this is just not me. I'm done, terrified. Honestly, I'm just like... No, headshots, they won't. Dude. It, you got headshots. It, it does. No, but I was headshotting. I swear, I was headshotting the bastard. Did you put it on hard difficulty? I don't know. I just went on standard. But it just, okay. it just tells me it's not for me. That there was no moment where I thought, "Oh, I'll try again. I can do better." It's like, no, I'm pulling myself. Glad you didn't get to the part where you go under the shutters. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the bit where you go into the shutters. Oh, I pulled and it goes half a man black. out. No, I pulled. I pulled half a man out from <laughs> yeah. the shutters, and it was just yeah, after no, that I got. When you, when you go into the shutters, that's a brown trouser moment because yeah. it's all just dark. And you got the torch, yeah. like, and it's just like, oh shit. <laughs> so now, here's, here's some interesting breaking news. Um, so it appears that today, uh, Shuntaro Furukawa, Nintendo's president, uh, was answering questions from investors talking about financial results. Uh, okay. And while he didn't specifically talk about a new console, for the first time he actually mentioned or acknowledged. Um, so what he said is, we approach our business every day with a profound sense of urgency. The generational transition of platforms in the dedicated gaming console business is never easy. We've experienced significant challenges following successful platforms multiple times, because it's always a good one and then a crap one, then a good one, then a crap one, let's face it. Um, so we never consider our current situation to be totally secure. Furthermore, our business is always exposed to great competition from a broader entertainment perspective, not only video games, but from various forms of leisure of our competitors in this industry. In this environment, there's an increasing need more than ever before to continue offering unique propositions to become the brand that people choose. I find that quite interesting. So they're very aware of failures. He's saying they've learnt to stay away from boring, but I I think that feels like an acknowledgement that they are working on the next thing for the first time from Nintendo. So I thought that was quite an interesting little thing. 
I thought um, I thought the Switch successor was supposed to be out this year. Everyone's calling it the Switch, but Nintendo haven't said a thing. I think, Cer- I certain think software houses have basically said they're working on stuff for this next console. What I'm fascinated about, though, everyone's calling it the Switch 2. It's not going to be the Switch 2. Bearing they in don't mind, do the that. Switch replaced um, the 3DS and the 2DS. So the Switch is now established mm. already as their handheld console. It's also the, the base one. It was it's an evolution of the Wii, yeah. so the Wii U think, and the DS, yeah. I think the experiment's over and they'll separate the two again and they'll keep the Switch going as essentially the new handheld games and they'll create a new box console. Or a, or a juicier Switch, one, both of which yeah, can run the same the software, you think? merged both of them together, essentially. But mm. because it's been left behind now, even with the OLEDs and everything else... I just think, else, try, I just think, I think trying to second-guess those crazy bastards is... Uh... I know, but I, I genuinely think they'll <laughs> leave it. They'll probably do, like, an insane streaming box now, or something. As because everyone, as everyone some... else has left that now, so they'll do it. <laughs> as long say. as there's some backwards compatibility, I will be interested, now that I've kind of bought my way into that ecosystem there's a a catalogue of enjoyable um, on the move games that I doubt and I enjoy the party games no company does the party games like Mario Mario Party, Mario Kart um, the straight the classic Nintendo series some of the finest anyway sorry I digress I'll probably go no 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 I'll probably go full fat next time though because I have the mobile situation covered um, as we'll get to in a moment (laughs) <laughs> um, so yeah there was also an entire uh, a whole other state of play yeah. just for one game wasn't there Marcus yeah, it was a mini one though. it wasn't too long I think it was only about 20 minutes uh, which is how long I'm going to now in, in, in honour of the late great Total Biscuit I will now talk about Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth nice. 22.5 minutes no I'm joking yeah alright um, no no I'm joking um, no, yeah fine. no it was nice because um Obviously, a game I'm very interested in, series franchise I'm interested, in. not so much the whole franchise, but this particular it corner of it. Um, yeah, I tell you what, fuck me. The amount of work going on into this game, it's insane. No wonder it's two discs. Um, huge, absolutely huge. Like, I'm trying to remember all of the points they went across. Um, they had a massively spoilery trailer, which I had to stop watching at the start because I was just like, I know the story to this. Well, I know the story yeah. to the original game that it's yeah, based on. Not the re- However, this is not exactly that game. Not just because it's a remake, but because it's a sequel. So there's basically it's time work, isn't elements it? Yeah. to it. No, it's more than that. It's, okay. it's literally a sequel. Like, the bad guy has come back to not lose. And so he's essentially retreading this, the game. Right. And he wants to win this time. So that's why things are slightly different, even though it's kind of the same. So it's a clever, I think it's a clever way. And I think using the word remake in the first game was like a red herring. Red herring right. Because it's, it's remaking the world of Final Fantasy it's VII. It's remade within the, the game. Has gone, not Fuck they're remaking you, the game. I yeah. will never die. Um, that's basically, yeah. And that's what we've, we've all found out. There's been like insane. <laughs> boards and stuff on theory and all that but the world of it looks huge i'm just curious how a ps5 is gonna manage this it's gonna be absolutely amazing mm-hmm. on a pc like when it gets to the pc it's gonna just be absolutely gorgeous but yeah the world i've seen like the map and stuff they went into elements of it there's battles you can do it looks like bits that they kind of picked up from 
Final Fantasy 16, where it looks like you can do in the original one, you could do virtual battles to pick up the summons. It does feel like it four years like- is a long time to wait for an inevitable part two of yeah, a game. But I'm happy to wait that four years, considering I waited four years and still didn't finish the fucking first part. It'll be interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it's four we'll years till the next later. part. You know, and whether but that's on that the next years. generation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be four years. I think they were doing that because they had to rebuild it all for the PS5. Mm. The other one was gimped by having it on the PS4 as well. Now they've cut that off. Yeah, um, they can really got embrace the engine sorted, and it's just. Tweaking, oh, is it PS5 only? It's PS5 exclusive until I think it came up on the thing as um, May. Oh yeah, but they're not. But they're not Early trying May. to squeeze it on the older technology. No, no, no. Point, it's done. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. PS5 and then PC. I think um, yeah. that's it. So PS4's gone. Rightly so, because the game is too big. There's no way. Yeah. Absolutely no way. It's got it's got all the chocobos in. They've all got different abilities. It's got loads of mini games in it still. It's got all of the crazy stuff from the original game in there, but reworked. Yeah. Like the thing is, this is one of those. It's almost like Secret of Mana. Some when they announced that the first game was being created, some of the things people said was there are some enemies in that game where the the art style changing from like chibi blocky characters and bright colours and stuff to a kind of slightly more grizzled style won't mm. work. Like there's a there's an enemy boss called the Hell House, which is basically just a fucking house with arms and legs. How that, do you how do you how yeah, do you do so that? Japanese. How do you do that? And you know what? The way they did it in the first game, it's worth checking out the video for it and Pyrrha's reactions. You go into this fight coliseum and you fight uh, people and normal monsters and stuff and they kind of go, oh, it's Don Corleone's own special thing. He captured himself and the Don is voiced by Mark Hamill, so he's cheesy as fuck. Um, Nice. And basically the ground opens up and this fucking house comes up (laughs) and it's the one-off thing that they captured. It's basically a possessed house. And then it's just you fight it as its own unique boss and I just think that is genius because you're in this mad little corner doing this mad little tournament and this boss turns up fuck me it's hard to fight you're too busy laughing at first thinking those crazy sons of bitches did it <laughs> and then it kicks your ass and you're like fuck um, <laughs> it is a great boss fight but it's just yeah and I'm looking forward to more stuff like that like the way they've taken it and some of the things and you know and they just the way they put it into this world like now, this essentially follows in the original game. Um, in the original game, you were in the city, and then at the end of this one, you kind of go out into the world. And you start exploring different areas. Um, so this follows that kind of trait. So now it's not entirely open world, but you have an open world. And it's just insane, like the detail So is this like everything. the middle act, or is this the other half of it? That's the question. Um, I kind of feel... No, because this is the problem. The problem is that because the storyline... The storyline is essentially they've broken free of being tied to the original acts. So it could be something else entirely. It could be, yeah. This could go up to essentially what would be halfway through the second game or two-thirds of the way through the third disc, almost right up to near the end. Or it could go off in a completely different direction entirely. it could it could reach the ending of the original game a third of the way through the third part. And oh God, then go I hope off. they've got a coherent plan, though. I it it seems did. like they do. No, it really does <laughs> seem like they do. It's insane. Like yeah. some of the stuff that was happening in the first one, I was like going, "It's too soon." What the hell? Because he's basically gone back and he's trying to fuck mind fuck the protagonist, the, uh, the protagonist earlier to break his will. 
Mm. So some of the stuff that happens is like if you played the original game, you're like, this is this wasn't even in it. I bet even for, for the second game could actually yeah. wrap up so far as the whole thing is concerned, approximately Mostly, in yeah, line with the ending much. of the the original. And then the third game might just be something else entirely on top. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, the ending of the first game was completely different. Mm. You know, uh, the part where you meet leave the city, it just went off in a completely different area, and it was just like to the yeah. point where it even teased. The um even teased the ending of the first game. So you mm. see the the sword protagonist, Sephiroth, he's there in the sky. You see Meteor, which is basically the ending of the original PlayStation game. Yeah. And then he it kind of does a metaphorical thing where uh you've got these spirits that people jokingly say represent the purists of cool. Final Fantasy. So they want to keep the plot the same. So um, you had anyway, a chance yeah. to play at the demo. I have indeed. Holy fuck, it's fun. Um it's basically I've just it's it's not really a spoiler because it's kind of like it plays from an area where it's basically law building and it's like um, the main character is talking about how the protagonist went a bit nuts. Um, they were He was basically the hero of the world. He was like the strongest, bravest fighter of the world until he found out a certain thing about himself and then literally goes off the deep end. But in the original game, it's like he suddenly flips. Whereas in this, you see him start to change. There's more time put in, the direction of it all. And like when you're the main character, you go back to essentially your hometown and you get some of the NPCs know who you are and it's quite nice. You never had that in the original. So it's it's like expanded exponentially, massively. And it just feels like you're playing... This feels a bit like the true version of the game, even though you know it's going to be different. Nice. But then you get a horrible seeking feeling if you know the original story, what's going to happen to that town. And then you kind of go, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and cool. then it just, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I, I love it. It's really good. Um, the cool thing about the demo, between now and the end, at the end of the month, they're dropping an extra part of the demo. So nice. they're actually increasing, they're actually expanding the demo further. Uh, they're giving you a whole other area to play as well and uh, and take on this giant sort of snake boss as well. Don't you just want to finish the other one though? Before yeah, you I do. But this, this, I do, but this doesn't, this doesn't impact that because it's like a, ba- it's like a backstory part. So oh, this, well, part, is, this yeah. part is like, he's talking about, you know, when I went on this mission, I was with the guy who we were all trying to kill. And they're like, this guy's an arsehole. And he was never like, he wasn't always like that. They and did a prelude demo on, was it 15? Yeah. Yeah, it's like very much like, you know, he's, he's, he looks up yeah. to him and stuff like that. Let you play with and the systems, like a, but isn't actually yeah. the game that you'll be playing. Yeah. Well, it is as well. That's the thing. It's the opening act. Okay. So the save continues. Right. So you actually do, it continues into the game. So it's oh, cool. that nice thing where um, if you continue it, you can skip that section when Respectful you get the full game. game. Yeah. Nice. Which is quite nice. Anyway, I'm cool. going to well, well, suggest we move on. Yeah. yeah. Just because we haven't got, we're going uh, yeah, to go a little bit. You haven't but got no. long because uh, it's end of February, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I was also yeah. going to say on a leap year. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say we're going to hear an awful lot more from you on this game. I think in the yeah, next few so. months, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh gonna, yes, you're going to like this. <laughs> it's all right, Rob. I'll, I'll condense it down. I just like. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'll do it um, semaphore. Yeah, we've got <laughs> this bit where I'm going to I'm going to talk a lot more now. Um, because, um, yeah, final story really is um, just leads into what I've been playing and what I've been playing it on. So, yeah, we had some changes from uh, on Ubisoft Plus, which I've been subscribed to since 
well, just over Christmas, and I've still got its hooks in because you've had a few bits out things on it. What was it? Avatar, Assassin's Creed, um, Prince of Persia, yeah. Yeah, finished uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Quite enjoyed it in the end. Um, I thought it was a nice alternative to everything else I was playing. Uh, cool interactions. Um, nice sort of felt made me feel like a bit like a sort of Persian James Bond sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, I, good. I, feels like a handheld sort of game to me. What? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Assassin's Creed. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I no. assumed you meant Prince um, of Persia. Sorry, I, I, I digress there. I, I was going to talk about that later, but since we're talking about Ubisoft, um, yeah, no, I'm about halfway through Avatar. Probably going to play a bit more of that later, but yeah. Anyway, the, the basically though, I got um, I stuck I stuck with it because I wanted to get Prince of Persia, but they've changed their pricing, and obviously it all goes in their favour. So what they've oh, done God, is how they've dare created... they trying to make money. Yeah, I know some bastards. But they um, basically, in order to, they they changed the pricing. So you, there's, they've got a tiered system now where it's six ninety nine. That's in pounds. Six ninety nine for like a sort of fairly uh, sizable catalogue of their like older games, um, kind of Far Cry six and back. Um, but if you want to play all the new stuff, like what I bought it for or subscribed to it for, uh, it's fifteen quid now. And in order to play the new Prince of Persia, even though I was paying for Ubisoft Plus, I had to basically agree to the price hike before they would let me download it. So, which then gives me so, and 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 then you're then it's kicking off your renewal cycle again. Yeah, that's a bit uh, cheeky. So it was a bit. Yeah, it's a bit oh, cunty. I think they did refund me a bit for the what I'd paid for the previous month or something. Yeah, it's, it's, I think at, at the end of the day, it's just one of those ones. The Ubisoft Plus subscription is never a long-term one, and I will particularly, I think generally, look to continue just owning their games because a Far Cry or Avatar, um, and quite often most Assassin's Creed games, unless you mainline them, you're not going to do them in a month which would then move you to 30 quid. And actually, if you then lag over, that's 45 quid. If you pay, if you actually play, as you do, Rob, a game across several months, you're better off just buying the bastard, aren't you? Particularly if well, you can get it not for um, full price. Yeah, but I've spent uh, like 45 quid then because I've done three months mm. and, and I've and played play, three yeah. full-price games. So um, to me, that's still yeah. not I think Prince value. of Persia's 45, but your, your point's acknowledged. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, so far I don't feel ripped off. I no. could have it for a year, and I would feel that that's not too bad. Honestly, yeah. okay. So a year if, would be hundred and year would be the price of two full full price games, hundred and forty ish. Actually, and when you look at it Something that way, like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's all different ways to no view um, these my things, isn't bad. there? But it's closer to two hundred, hundred eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a bit more pricey now, but anyway, mm. I should hopefully, I mean, I want to get these out of my hair soon, but anyway, um, Prince of Persia is great. It's great fun. Um, mm. It's a 2D game, but it feels like a AAA game because you've got all different side quests. You can upgrade your character. You've got uh, new weapons. Um, you just get these little amulets that you can use to give you perks like more health or more damage or... 
an extra attack that goes on your combo. Um, there's the fighting. Um, I mean, it's a Metroidvania, so you're bimbling around this Mount Quaff, um, trying to save the Prince of Persia. Yeah. You don't play the Prince of Persia. You play as a uh, warrior ch- chap. It's, okay. It actually features these immortals, and they've all got different um, sort of like characteristics and stuff, and they pop up sometimes and actually take part in some combats and stuff. They ha- okay. has happened occasionally. Um, um, the combat itself requires like blocking. You get like an uber move. Uh, sometimes they'll like come at you, and if they're they shine a certain color, um, or they, there's like a little star that comes up. If you if you block that, then it does like some uber move. Um, I've just got the ability to uh, basically. It's not like a rewind time, but what you can do is you just press a button, and then um, that sort of saves a spot where like a clone of you lives. Yeah, and then you can then fuck off somewhere else, and then and then zip back there. To that point. Right. So obviously they incorporate that into puzzles. And if you let off like an Uber move and then switch back, it will do the Uber move twice, uh, which yeah. is good for boss fights. Um, there's a few of them, that, but none of them are that annoying. Uh, you can fuck with the uh, difficulty uh, to your liking, you know, whether that means you want a bit more time to parry or you just want an Uber challenge. Uh, you can tweak all, all of it. Um and it's massive. I'm about eight hours in, and I've done twenty five percent. So it's a meaty it's enough. A, it's a it's a meaty game. Yeah. Um, all the different areas have different quirks, um, and they all link together in interesting ways. You you basically there's a checkpoint system. This tree thing that you uh, activate, yeah. and that's where you can swap out your amulets and your powers, uber powers, because you can only have two bound at once. Um, I've got one that does like a sort of area effect heal um, that you can kind of, if you put it in a good spot, it's good. You can just kind of stand in it and regenerate. Good for bosses. Um, and then there's another um, kind of like uber attack that cuts through multiple enemies at once. It, is it got um, the classic Prince of Persia jumping over ledges by timing your jump at the very last minute and rolling through yeah, guillotine swinging, doors? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I played the original back in the day, and it was a yeah, thing of like beauty amazing, at the time. Yeah, there's some great uh, sections where like you've got like these flowers that you have to shoot with an arrow to make these sort of petals. Uh, platforms appear but you'll be halfway up a thing and mid <laughs> mid jump go shit i need somewhere to land and like oh you need and reflexes you'll do have you? to chain it all together <laughs> yeah it's nice it's absolutely classic platforming uh action really um and the combat some of the combat feels like almost like a fighting game because <laughs> you have to really think about combos and juggling enemies um and blocking uh and dodging at the right times and there are like you actually can go there's like a sort of haven area with a shop and a blacksmith and a guy who will give you lessons as you acquire different abilities he'll go oh yeah have you tried using that for when you fight and it's like oh wow fucking hell that's brilliant (laughs) like um didn't even think of that Um, or you could just figure it out on your own it's up to you um yeah so yeah i'm loving it and 
Um, yeah, originally I was going to get this for Switch, but um, I had a bit of an accident with my Switch. Uh, battery stopped uh, holding a charge. Mm. So I've got a replacement battery and I thought, you know, I'm going to try and fix this. I'm going to, you know, give it a go. Manly um, task. Electronic engineer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So I tried, you know, I tried like... The problem with, with it is the battery is basically stuck in there with adhesive. So um, I watched a couple of YouTube videos and they recommended like shringing around it with like alcohol to sort of loosen it. Mm. Um, but I, it was very tough. So yeah, took the uh, claw of a hammer to it and uh, that got the fucker out. But I think I might have... Uh, you, you and your, you and your fi- fine, careful. It reminds me of that time, you know, I couldn't afford the vet. So I did the surgery on my dog. I mean, it's never been the same since. <laughs> yeah so um yeah so i mean my my attitude to it was if this fails if this fails then uh i i could always excuse get to buy a toy <laughs> i could always get i could always get a steam deck which is why you put a hammer um, to the fucker isn't it <laughs> i think there might have been some subliminal just, shit going basically on there just lived um, your best sort of standard MMORPG character life, didn't you? Like, yeah. angry hammer or axe and just... <laughs> rah, rah. Yeah, Give it I, up! I, I, I brute so, it, but anyway... you have a Steam Deck. Tell us about the Steam I, Deck itself. I do, yeah. Well, I mean, it's great. Um, pretty much my entire Steam library runs fine on it because, I mean, it's scaled down specs-wise, but mm. it's a 720p screen, so you're only having to run everything at 720 so... It's almost in line with like a decent PC, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I put Grand Theft Auto Five on there just because that's like a sort of quite a, a demanding game. That can game. Run, well, it can run on anything as well, arguably. Yeah, because it's been around yeah, I mean, for so long. It's quite old, but it's nevertheless it's impressive. You know, you've got it, um, and, and a lot of games. Because what I think is quite remarkable, really, is that with the PC, it is a bit of a wild west. But the Steam platform has like some really cool like innovations. Mm. Uh, you can it's got like different controller profiles. It's got Steam, you know, settings profiles. It, it knows what you're playing it on. Yeah, and they've done a really good job of pa- pairing all that down. I mean, uh, it, really, it's kind of an evol- evolution of the old Steam controller. The way that they because they have all those, those ideas about well, it's an evolution of the Steam box concept, isn't it? Because the whole they, the whole idea was to try and get uh, PC gaming on the telly. Yeah, um, that didn't quite work out really. But they they, they developed a lot of hardware that's like fe- well, they tried to hit the console like, market was, essentially, what was that didn't mode they? they yeah. had, didn't they? Big um, big picture. Yeah, was it big picture? Oh mode yeah, but or that something? probably works for you, doesn't it, Rob? Works yeah, out well. Thing where yeah. They, yeah, they tried to make it like a console. Yeah. I don't really. I have I have had it like that, but um, it it's perfect for this. That's yeah. what you run on it. It's basically big picture mode. Right. Yeah. Um, Up in the Steam box. That's yeah. the, it's the same it's the same interface more or okay. less. Okay. So um yeah, so so like so it's running Linux and um and so in order to get the Ubisoft stuff on there, you have to kind of go through you have to come out of Steam and go into their uh, Proton, which is like a compatibility layer of Linux that will mm. allow you to install Windows apps. Right. Um, so you have to fuck around a bit, um, but it's possible. Um, mm. It's just it's just a bit Wild West. Trying to get Avatar to work on there, it just went, no, <laughs> just wouldn't even load it. Um, 
if I was playing that game through Steam, it would probably just say not supported. Because um, that's the thing. What it does is it gets your Steam library and it grades it. I mean, you can look on there now, like any Steam page, it's got like a uh, verified or compatible or not not supported. Yeah. Um, and quite a lot of the Yubi games that I've got on Steam are not, they just, they're not supported at all. And I think most of that is because they all have to run through Connect, you know, so... Uh, Okay. Um, but yeah, like for example, GTA, uh, that's like a, that's not a verified, that's just a, you know, compatible. So, cause it, it, they, they basically that, and it will say why it won't be verified. Like it might say there's text that's too small to read, but in my experience so far, most of these games run just fine. Um, I had, uh, I had a bit of an issue with Robocop. I couldn't import my cloud save, but that's more a case of that game just having a shitty, cloud saving uh, system or just saving save checkpoint system because what was so lovely was that it told me I couldn't have my save then then I went on the PC and it had got rid of my save on there my god that was very annoying but I found a workaround and finished that game actually the other day um, yeah so uh, yeah Steam Deck really impressed uh, it's great for all those kind of casual indie games um, but equally it can play like No Man's Sky um, and, and you know it's great to have one of them like a Slay the Spire type game it, you can just suspend it and carry on whenever you like sort of thing exactly like the Switch or the PSP or any of these put down pick back up and just yeah not five minutes to load the bloody thing yeah yeah so yeah um, had a few issues with connectivity because uh, on, U- on Ubisoft has to be constantly connected to the internet I, I'm not sure I don't think it's the case if you actually buy the game um, you can go in offline mode, but if you're just using the U- Ubisoft Plus, yeah. uh, you might run into issues if you have any connectivity dropouts. I don't like. I won't be able to play that on a plane. I don't think, which is kind of annoying. But um, there's plenty of other games I've got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so You'll that's survive. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've yeah, I really enjoyed Prince of Persia, and I'm really enjoying my Steam Deck. So that's Happy my big update. Cool. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so Switch you what? finished God of War Ragnarok, didn't you? I had a go at it. So yeah, so I finished Ragnarok, and it was fine. Fine. Uh, yeah. I think I think the trouble, the original God of War was a masterpiece. It was something new. Ragnarok. Whilst it had some cool stuff and the fighting is so satisfying and it, and improved, if anything, I just felt like the story ran on longer than it needed to. It was just yeah. that straightforward. It just felt it didn't need all of the exposition it had. I think it could have been a bit tidier and it would have felt a little bit more respectful of my time. I think if it was a 30-hour campaign, it could have been done in 20 without really feeling much loss. Um yeah, but, how many hours did you have logged? I think I had uh, about 50 or 60 or something. I, I stopped trying to do all the side quests. I did consider doing the Platinum, and then I thought, oh, no, there's so much busy work. Um, and mm. outside of the combat, it's not that enjoyable. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, the combat's the best thing. But then, I, so as I was coming towards the end, they announced the uh, the funky DLC which I did have a go at, but I was a bit Valhalla'd out. Uh, so it was a Ragnarok DLC, isn't it, or something like that? 
Um, yeah, uh, it's, oh, other way round. Sorry, sorry. It's yeah, it's, yeah, Valhalla. It. Yeah. Yes, the Valhalla DLC, where you're in this kind of yeah. roguelike maze, and you you'll get different weapons on each attempt, but you can power up a bit. It's a classic roguelike, but going through. But what it gives you is that really lovely, crunchy, meaty, thumpy God of War combat, uh, which is mm. super satisfying. But it's just random encounters, and when you die. You start again, and you're gradually working through. Um, and it is something I will go back to, uh, hopefully before mm. I lose the muscle memory. But I think having just done 30, maybe 40 hours of God of War, I wasn't quite ready to throw myself in. I'll give it a few weeks and uh, hopefully still have the reflexes. It does have quite a... For, for people who have um, played the original, but then played all sorts of games since, it does have quite a good recap trainer if you see what I mean, so you can go back yeah. in and just relearn yeah. the movement because you really have to re- recall some of those moves. Um, so that's not so bad. And I'd recommend it. I mean, for free, if you've already got the game, God, it's good value. It was like that Legends mode of Ghost of Tsushima, which was incredible. Mm. Um, just appeared out of nowhere um, and was so unnecessarily generous. Uh, this is, again, it's just some more incredible content in a, in a game that was pretty solid to start with. Yeah, I had a brief go on it uh, earlier in the week. Um, I just put a couple of hours into it. I think I did like three runs, uh, just different, tried different um, approaches. Yeah, it encourages you to use the the axe one time and the spear another time and different yeah, heavy to attacks. to unlock all and, the yeah. challenges and stuff. Which is good. It encourages um, you to yeah. be versatile. Yeah, and I mean, there's so much variety in that combat. You do kind of end up finding yourself kind of, uh, di- you know, you, you end up, um, going down one lane, don't you really, and 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 just rinse and repeat. So this sort of forces you to try out things that you might have missed in the actual uh, main campaign. Um, so I thought that was quite good, and it's it's almost like a remix of of all the best bits of of the of the game, really, of the game loop. Mm. You know, because it's just that combat is just. Delicious. Yeah, the combat's the best. So, the storytelling was great. The voice acting's incredible. It's a magnificent game. I, yeah, and no Atreus to be seen. Yeah. So far, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was those Atreus sections of the game. Fuck they were Atreus. all right to start with. It just went off. Just a whiny teenager. And you, you could just see him walking towards, without want to put plot spoilers there, so I'll keep it simple. You could just see him walking towards disaster the whole time. It's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, don't let the giant wolf go. Oh, I know. It's like every time, every time Kratos sat down, I was like, "Oh God, here we go." <laughs> Son, you must do what your instinct tells boy. you. Oh, boy, oh fuck <laughs> it. But yeah, good, good stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, I finished Assassin's Creed Mirage. I also finished RoboCop. I think, uh, I think what, yeah, my main feeling of, of RoboCop game was it's not a very good game. But as a, I think the demo a, was enough a, for me. Yeah, and, but as a um, yeah, it's basically just that for fifteen hours. Yeah, um, but 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 I thought it worked quite well as an actual proper RoboCop three. Uh, yeah, I've never actually seen RoboCop three, and I've heard it's utterly atrocious. I so must admit, though, I think that that'll be my RoboCop yeah. three for what, now. What playing that demo got me going back and watching the original RoboCop recently, and actually, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, God, it's such a fun film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It, it, it's still got that delicious um, noise when uh, you pop someone's head off. I, I, I just the shooting was satisfying. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But some of the bosses, though, just like endlessly kept. It's like, Sponges. really, have I got to just keep shooting this thing? Like, the Ed 209 battles, like, until you got, like, some rocket launchers or a, gren- or a grenade launcher, they were just torturously slow. Yeah. The first one, in the first one, in fact, I had to cheese my way through it by basically just hiding around a column and just popping out, putting my shield up, shooting it a bit. God, rinse and repeat for about 40 minutes. It's a joke. <laughs> And I think I put the final boss fight, I just dropped it onto easy in the end because I was just like, this is not fair. You're just wasting my time here, aren't you? I just, just want like, to experience the nostalgia. I don't care about the difficulty. Yeah. 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 I just no, wanted to fine. see the end. Yeah, so there was that. Um, yeah, you've got some more. Uh, you want to? still got some more stuff you want to get off your chest, haven't you, Marcus? Yeah, actually, before then, I just remembered, I actually did start... Um, uh, we do have another game in the household. So oh, um, yeah. Sue's got Hogwarts Legacy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I gotta admit, um, as someone who did actually watch all the Harry Potter films, and excluding the controversy regarding the uh, creator, etc., um, yeah, it does feel really good. Like if you're a fan of the game, holy shit, there's so much in there. I found myself when Sue started it, I was just a bit like, yeah, this is quite fun. I watched her running around. And then when she was running around, I was looking going, holy shit, the amount of work they've done rebuilding Hogsmeade and everything is like full. It's all there, all the quirky buildings, all of that, the way Hogwarts works, the facial animations, some of them are a bit creepy, a little bit kind of Discworld. Some of the characters are like leaning. Bully? Bully? Marcus, did you ever no. play Bully? Was that the Rockstar one? Yeah, set in a yeah. school. I yeah. never played it either. No, I didn't. Because I'm, I'm getting that kind of vibe from it. As magic in, you bully know, school days magic yeah, bully yeah kind of but it, it literally has so much like it has ridiculous amounts of easter eggs in there like the people who made it actually made it with passion didn't feel like they were trying to fleece you for your money which yeah. is rare for a license like you walking around and all of the paintings are actually moving they're all they're yeah. all like in the film they're all doing the thing um and you can interact with some things and all that, and you can talk to some people, and like, you can run around. And certain things like, um, there was one where Suze was meant to be going somewhere, and she ran past it. And if you were just pegging it, going from A to B, and not waiting around, you would have missed this little bit where these two statues are standing next to each other, and one's humming, going, mm-hmm, and everyone just gets so fucked off, it just starts battering it to death. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. It's just like on the floor in pieces, and then afterwards it goes... Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, for God. <laughs> it's just it's got like, the, um, and it's just it's got, like, yeah. It's got, got the uh, best game on Steam Deck Award. Has it? Uh, it's, 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 it, it, I mean, I've actually, I actually did create and a character and just And it's on 40% on sale at the moment. Yeah. I did actually oh, create I'll a character. I'll be honest, Rob, if you want start. a time, it feels like a proper good commuting time killer. Bit of an open world yeah. to potter, to, oh, oh God, to potter <laughs> around in. I'm not that sure when it's set, whether it's a prequel or or, or an after, um, you know, post all of that sort of thing. Yeah. But it really does feel quite. It does feel similar to the films. Like it I has think that it's feel. set like hundreds of years before. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it is. You even do the whole yeah. sorting hat thing. You ask you certain questions, and yeah. you, you you can either do it organically to get into your class, but you do have the option to just go. Nah, fuck it. I'm going to go in that one. <laughs> Afterwards, 182,000 very positive reviews on Steam. It's crazy. Like, um, yeah, there's some really good bits. Like, I, I tried it out in, um, I tried it out in, well, Susan did it in performance mode, uh, which is basically, I said, she said, which one should I do? I said, go for performance because it'll keep the frame rate stable. 
you know, roughly around 60. And it looks really smooth. Graphics haven't taken a massive hit, and it just works, you know? Mm. It, doesn't, it doesn't need all the ray tracing and everything. It still has the quirkiness of the world and everything in there. It looks good. Um, I tried it on the higher-end graphics, and some of the bits where you reassemble bits like a broken bridge and stuff at the start, yeah. I noticed the difference because the items were moving. It's kind of like that effect you get on the TV where something's moving and you do see that slight juddery effect. So right. performance one gives you overall, I'd say a better feel of the game because it just gives you that weird feel because of the smoothness of things reassembling of it. It makes it feel more like magic and it just in part of the game that and sort of blocking and parrying and stuff like that is just feels a bit better because the frame weight's a bit more stable. Yeah. But, I mean, it just, it's horses for courses really. Yeah. I found it, it's a game you I've, could happily ignore. I honestly think it's a game. I never thought I'd bother playing it. I didn't think I would. Didn't really feel the need to. Sue's got it. I thought, Oh cool. And she started playing it and I just watched and I was like, yeah. And then I, I kind of watched the opening. I played it and I've played it and I've started a little game save myself and when I say little tricks in the world, there's a bit where, and it's just right at the start of the game, so it's not really a spoiler. There's a bit where you're in one of those carriages and you, it's flying and it would be drawn by something. You can't see it because these things only pop up when you're near death. You can see them. And this is like law from the films. So you can't see right. these winged sort of like Rafe style horses until a massive dragon attacks the carriage, bites it in half. And you can see the other guy in it going, ah, and it goes chomp. And then suddenly these horses just appear out, uh, in front because obviously you've just seen someone die and you've been right next to death. And it's just little things like that that don't ever get explained. And it's just like, yeah. you know, that's law. It's actual law from the film and the universe and stuff like that. And it, it's, I just think the game is full of stuff like that. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's really cool. It seems like cool. Every one on my Steam friends list has this. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to play it. Harry Potter is one of those things for many people. It's a guilty pleasure. I'll happily admit I enjoyed watching the films. I found it weird because uh, um, when me and Sue's first met, I said, "Yeah, the Harry Potter films." She went, "I've only seen a couple of them. They're like the kids' ones." I went, "That shit gets dark." <laughs> yeah, I tried watching them with the, my kids, and I'm like, later Daddy, ones, we don't want to watch these." When you watch the later <laughs> ones, it is just grueling. It's like going from essentially kids at Christmas fighting an orc in the toilet and odd bits to Metro 32 by the end of it. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, it's really odd. And it feels like it kind of captures a little bit of that in each way. I don't know. I've only just started it though, but it's one of those ones. I think they've done a really good job of it. And I thought it's worth mentioning. And interestingly, they've chosen to kind of continue doing the whole thing of it being inclusive because it's what the world was meant to be before it kind of got a bit tainted. So obviously the people making the game, um, and that's why I think the reviews oh, have been so reviewing so positive. It's it's one Designed of those ones where creator. they've kind of gone, no, it was meant to be like this. It was said like this at the start. It's meant to be for outcasts and everything. And they've kind of just done it. So when you build your character, there is no gender. You could choose to be a wizard or a witch. And you just build your character. You could choose whichever voice for either. You could do whatever you want. Um, yeah. And it always refer to you as they. Not because it's trying to be woke, but because it's just gone, fuck it. The game was always about people. The films were always about being an, an outsider, being excluded, and then Destiny yeah. and all that shit. So that is the core of it, and they've just gone with it. So that's why I say it has the passion of the original, the original idea of the films and everything and the books. 
And I think it, yeah. I think it's, and it's not beating you over the head with it either. You just kind of notice it and go, oh yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. It, it just, it just is, which I think is quite nice. And that's why I think it's worth a, a mention. It's one of those ones where, you know, and it's, 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 it's got so much lore in it so far and I've only just started it and it's just brilliant. But I think it just yeah. needs, uh, to be slightly more discounted before I yeah no, no definitely <laughs> I think Sue's got it on a discount anyway but uh, yeah. yeah I mean it's twenty nine it. it's thirty <laughs> quid on Steam at the minute yeah no um, that's what I said it's one of those ones where I would say sounds it's like not, it's worth it's not worth you jumping into but it's one of those ones where when you do start playing it you'll probably get into it because it's like ah oh, yeah okay it, the story yeah. the way it carries you along works quite well and the way you're introduced you go in as a kind of fifth year so you're not a little kid. You're like higher up and a bit of a freak even then. So <laughs> in that sense, you're like, what? So yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. It is. I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I thought I'd mentioned that. Cool. What was the other thing? That was the quick insertion. Some numpty decided to um, give another um, open beta of Skull and Bones, man. Uh, okay. And uh, even though the game's going to come out in, what, like the 19th? Or something. Oh, I guess they're after some. Boat down yeah. The Thames, aren't they? Well, they, yeah, they've got to test their. Um... That just yeah, but that just to me that smells of no confidence. Yeah, what? see, Does you it? can tell. Network test. Yeah. Um, I the more people they launch, got. Yeah, that close to launch. Yeah, I want to make sure it works. Well, that'd be my gut yeah. instinct. It, to me, it seems like they're shitting themselves because it doesn't work. <laughs> you never do it a week before a week before a game comes out. No, a couple of weeks. Fair enough. Well, the game's released, but. Rocksteady had the nerve to finally put that Suicide Squad game out, so uh, yeah, they just follow taking that approach. Rocksteady, true. maybe that's true. Yeah, they've 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 they've, they've, they've they looked at that and go, well, if that's possible, anything. Just is possible. Sui- I believe the full name of the game loss. is uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Kill the studio that developed it. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. I thought Gotham Knights was as bad as we were going to get from the DC I- world. Yeah, I must admit, and it, and but how Gotham Knights go level lower. Yeah, it genuinely does. It, it's it's just astonishing. But the trouble is, yeah. it's some suit over in the state that's gone. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's what people want. That's what will make us money. Just do that. What do you mean, you guys only oh. um, develop massively acclaimed single player games? You developers develop this. I'm telling you. They've uh, taken the right kicking on the old user score now on Metacritic. Yeah. So it's three point eight. One yeah. so user rating. I mean, they they tried to turn it into like, um, oh god, what was that Xbox game where you're jumping around and stuff and Maximum Overdrive? They kind of turned it into like that style where, I mean, your DC characters, why are you all leaping around? Whenever you watch any gameplay of it, the characters are like doing insane jumps. It's almost a bit like mm. turn it into a Fortnite style game, and it's you know clearly they just looked at it and gone, what games are popular? This, yeah. this, copy this, copy Shooters. that, copy this. We need, yeah. we need this. Yeah, Let, let's it, let's and, take and characters no... famous for not yeah. having a massive selection of guns and give them a massive selection of guns. Let's take characters who could yeah. have a really quite interesting and intuitive and unique skill tree per character, but let's just give them guns. Yeah. <laughs> It's, and sorry, then, and that's taken of bones, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> Someone did it. It's done. It's done. I'm just, I'm just, anyway, you've, you've set me off. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's just crazy. Like I just don't. I don't get it. It's like we've ordered the craziness of the industry, and mm. now we've got all of the horrible side of it going on. We won't go into that really, but you kind of think the amount they're wasting now. It's you're starting to see 
the horrible side of it where people are just getting laid off now. I think a part because of it the is, money, yeah. the money in, involved in this, even if you're creating a turd, that is a lot of money flushed down the toilet. It's that, it's that lag. It takes so much longer um, to build to build a game. Yeah. It'd be quite interesting. So you see the negative side of AI, you know, using that to recreate the voice actors and all of this stuff, which I do think pretty awful. But if AI could be used to assist the developers in building out the assets and... Yeah. You know, doing certain elements that would just allow them but to get high quality games to market faster. Um, ironically, yeah. AI has been used in like JRPGs, like retro ones, because people have been uh, the Final Fantasy IX, which was like the little squishy, the last mm. of the kind of yeah. squishy star ones. There was a project, a fan project, where mm. people have been using AI to essentially upscale and rebuild it. Yeah. Someone up. told me that they <laughs> used it to build some of the side quests in Final Fantasy sixteen. I, I would completely go along with that yeah, yeah, I, so, but yeah I don't mean about the writing I mean about the no, creation no, no. of the assets the right- and the graphical yeah. elements is where it yeah. could really be used to save resource and let people concentrate on the voices and the people and the plots because that's how it should work but there we go again I'm taking us probably on a, on a debate for another day yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think we're in a period of contraction for the whole industry mm. at the moment. I suppose to mostly to down draw to embrace our group. session to a close. Yeah. Um, just my final thought until next time, really, is that um, yeah, I think I think they I think they're going to be very gingerly trying to decide actually what games to make this year. Most of it, and looking at the indie scene and seeing what trends might rise from that. Mm. Um, because I think why they, do I they think we've need seen to scale the death up and of, of games as a service? I think, yeah, I, think it, so. I think that the worm has turned finally on that. It took fucking long enough, but I think now I didn't anyone mind trying... it going that way, to be honest, well, because it some, was just going to make games, some games it was just going to mean that, that I yeah, but I didn't mind it going that way because then I wouldn't have to play the games <laughs> because I can just not play them. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but now that we're going to be inundated with quality single-player experiences that I have to play now forever. I have I to know. say, it's looking like a strong year for games, realistically. Yeah. We, did a, we did a look at the head bit in the last recording, but actually those two, the Xbox and PlayStation conferences, have actually given us the stuff to look at, <laughs> seen what's imminent. And actually, there's a yeah. lot of good stuff in the pipeline. We can, we can complain about some of this stuff, but some of this stuff that's upcoming genuinely looks ace. I don't see there being any Yeah, I don't see there being a sort of like Starfield, Baldur's Gate catastrophe, like scheduling. I I misheard that. um, I thought you said Garfield, Baldur's Gate, and I I don't remember a Garfield. Garfield. I want to play that. Yeah, Garfield. Yeah. (laughs) No, there doesn't seem. But I I reckon it's gonna. I reckon it's gonna be like. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a nice spread to keep us tied. You know, until the summer, and then after the summer, we'll have all that Microsoft stuff. To yeah, play, so. Sony for this half, Microsoft for the other. But it'd be quite interesting Pretty to much. see what Sony, what Sony have got for later in the year. If there's something they, you know, have they, have they kept an ace in the hole? We shall see. <laughs> yeah. All right, then, guys. All right. Yeah. Cheers, Glad my lovely. Managed to I'm happy. get through all that before uh, I shoot off for a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll be back. Sometime in March or uh, or April, um, yeah. by which time we probably will have played some of the stuff we've talked about. I think after April, because end of March after is like, uh, we've got Easter in it, so there might be another thing going on then, possibly, because sometimes some people do some things around Easter or something like that. Um, I don't know, they have done it just now. So. We'll see. 
Yeah. Easter's like a holiday landmark, isn't it? So. We'll see where we get to. Yeah, right. What, and how much there that. is to talk about, really. Yeah. But yeah. there's certainly enough for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Not Playing Podcast. You can email us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. And if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, bye! I'm to agree because I suck. You suck. I suck at Call of Duty. There's no hope for me. I suck at Call of Duty.